Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafuni, coming to you live from the upstairs room at Half Hill's own Lazy Turnip Inn. Well, while we don't seem to have a letter from a listener this week, that's strange. I, I wonder if something happened. Denden? Denden? Were there any letters for me this week? What? The bag at the top of the stairs? What? What the heck? is this that's a lot of that's a lot of letters let, let me look at this one huh dear rizak when you are rescuing souls in the maw could you please find the soul of my aunt bedelia oh no what let's check the next one dear rizak please keep an eye out for the soul of my sister oh dear okay another one dear rizak Soul of my pet. That's this one. The soul of my business partner. Wow. Every one of these seems to be to Rizak. <laughs> Apparently, Rizak's business idea he talked about last week on the show has generated quite a bit of interest out there. I, I don't know how to feel about this, but listen, folks. Rizak's business ideas rarely pan out well. I'll Certainly get your letters to him, but don't get your hopes up. And now, on with the news. Health officials in Pandaria are reporting the re-emergence of another mutated version of the virus known as Lull that we originally reported on about a year ago. This new variant is named Lull 9.01. When we reported on this last time, the symptoms included impatience, dissatisfaction, and a slight feeling of malaise. Lull 9.01 is also characterized by a new symptom, anima fatigue. As with the previous variant, it is believed that this virus is passed through community contact, but worsened by repetitive activities. Health officials have repeated that there is no known cure for lull, but healers are once again recommending relaxation techniques to ease the symptoms and to remind sufferers to slow down and remember that life is to be savored. It's time now for Jan's Huddle with our very own sports reporter, Jan Ironchin. Take it away, Jan. And Ironchin here coming to you this week from Ravendreth to cover the exciting sport of wheelbarrow racing. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Jan, really? Wheelbarrow racing? That's a picnic game. Well, not for these intrepid enthusiasts of this unique high-speed downhill course located in the charred ramparts district of Revendreth in the southwest corner of Castle Nathria. Organized by Grand Marshal Mudrag, an enterprising dredger, Participants put themselves in the hands of a local dredger by climbing into an actual wheelbarrow and careening down a steep incline at the fastest possible speed. So, I thought I'd give it a try myself. 
And this week, my wife Irie came along with me and is posted somewhere along the course to cheer me on. Okay, I'm climbing into the wheelbarrow. Jeez, oh, yeah, this, this is a tight fit. Say, buddy, you have one in a bigger size? No? Okay. All right, and here we go. Okay, so far a little bumpy, but not bad. Okay, we just hit our first speed boost, and it's getting a little faster now, and a lot bumpier. Look out! Oh, wow, I thought we were going to hit that wall. Who puts a wall in the middle of a race course? Oh, there's Irene. Hi, honey! What? What do you mean this is stupid? Okay, we're going really fast now. Wow, I saw another racer hit some sort of tarpaulin and slow way down. I wouldn't mind hitting one of those myself right about now. Okay, okay, I can see the finish line. One more steep pitch. Okay, all right, smoothing out a little bit. Phew, okay, all right. Wow, we're across. Wow, that was really something. Oh, here comes Irie. Hey, sweetheart. What? Yeah, my back's okay. Well, that's it for me this week. This is Jan Ironchin reminding you to keep your paws on the ground and your eye on the ball. Thanks, Jan. Jan's huddle is made possible in part this week thanks to a generous grant from the Half Hill Agricultural College Alumni Association. Half Hill Ag. Start with a dream. Finish with a future. Checking the Azeroth calendar? You've got just a couple of days to make your travel plans and get those baskets ready to gather treats and brightly colored eggs. That's right, the Feast of Noble Garden, Azeroth's annual celebration of the spirit of renewal and rebirth, is almost here. But before that, the one-day annual March of the Tadpoles will be happening, so if you'd like to protect the baby Winterfin Murlocs from the many threats in the West Rift, you should plan on being in the Borean Tundra in just two days. It would normally be time for our weekly feature, Wandering with Velmic and Demesis, but Velmic is taking some well-earned time off with his wife Daolin and their adopted daughter Alice, so instead this week we have a real treat. Our war correspondent, Eamon Wetbranch, is here at the turnip. Eamon, how you doing, buddy? I'm fine, I'm fine. Thanks for asking, lad. And let me say, it's great to be back in the peace of Half Hill, after the nightmare of Torghast and the Maw. Boy, I'll bet, and honestly, I've been a little worried about you, buddy. My commander was worried too. Truth be told, with the stress of the place, I had been hitting the ale a little hard, even for a dwarf. So he sent me on a special mission to a lovely place called Bastion. Oh, no kidding. You know, Velmic, his cousin Demesis, and her wife Tilly have been there recently too. It sounds beautiful. But tell us about your mission. Right then. The Kyrian have these servants that they call stewards. Large, owl-looking lads and there's one by the name of Kowalskos, an armorer of some note apparently, who needed a bit of help. So, after a brief layover in Oribos, I was off to Bastion, armed only with this lad's name and his map coordinates 42 
42. Huh, that's... interesting. Why so interesting? Oh, no reason, I guess. <laughs> no reason to panic over, anyway. You know, you're a strange lad sometimes. Can I go on, please? Sure, sure, sorry. So, I flew from Oribos to Bastion and started making my way west along the road from the base of Hero's Rest, just taking my time and enjoying the beautiful scenery and smooth paved roads. Such a relief from the chaos of the maw. I came to a beautiful roundabout with a tall tiled fountain in the middle, filled with these lovely pale plants. Tush, it was so peaceful that I just sat on the edge of the fountain for a spell, cooling my feet in the water and enjoying the view. The blue skies, a majestic waterfall in the distance. Ah, I tell you, lad, for that little bit I could almost forget about them all. It was like a poorly remembered bad dream. Wow, I bet you were tempted to stay there and just forget about your mission. <sighs> I was indeed, lad. But duty and needs must. So I put me boots back on, took a deep breath, and headed south towards the coordinates. 42, 42. I was told to look for a cave surrounded by trees. Well, I could see the trees, great massive ones, with feathery foliage, dark mauve with copper highlights, but no cave. Mauve? Right, mauve. Sort of a pale purple. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why didn't you just say pale purple? Listen, lad, I may be a soldier, but I have an appreciation for descriptive flowery language, and dwarves do like to spin a yarn. Do you mind? No, no, no offense. Please, go on. Okay, then. After a bit of casting about, I saw the cave entrance down below the level of the road. A massive structure it was, too, carved out of the living rock. Graceful stone stairways going down to the entrance, framed by a beautiful Kyrian architecture, great archways, and decorated with lovely blue tile. And waiting at the entrance was Kowalskos himself. I walked up and introduced myself, and glad he was to see me. You know, the poor little blighter wanted to fly, but had no wings. He just couldn't understand how the Archon could make him a flightless bird, but he was determined to fix it himself so he could fly. Of course, I thought, that armor you're wearing could be weighing you down a bit, lad. Well, you didn't tell him that, did you? No, no, I was just happy to be helping anyone who didn't need me to go into Torghast. So I put myself at his service, and quite a lot of help he needed. Seems like he had been working on this problem for quite a while. He gave me a tour of his workshop. From the light of the blue flame of the forge, I saw tools, bits of armor, and scrolls strewn all about. And there were pieces of armor being infused or grown, I'm not sure, in some sort of blue energy balls. I thought he could use a lesson from the armorers in Ironforge about keeping a neater workspace. Anyway, seems that he was convinced that the first problem was that he didn't have wings, so he sent me off to collect a wing from a great winged beast named Ariella and long flight feathers from the nearby Larians. One hundred of them. Wow, one hundred? And did that work? No, it didn't, and I didn't think it would. But it was better than collecting souls and ducking the jailer in the mall, 
so I was happy to do it. I brought him all he asked for, and he tried it out by leaping from the top of the cave entrance, which turned out about like I thought it would. But he was undeterred, so off he sent me to collect amaryllis blooms and plenty of etherworm filament. I'm not sure I understand. How were those going to help? He figured the first attempt failed because there weren't enough wings. The amaryllis blooms were so that I could collect glimmerflies, and the amaryllis blooms make them drowsy and easy to catch. And lad, here's where the story gets interested. Interesting in that, what, it worked? Well, of course it worked, lad. If you tied enough giant butterflies to a full-grown mushan, it would fly. I could have told Kowalskos that. That's not the interesting part. He was so happy that he could finally fly that he gave me my very own glimmerflies on strings. And it's changed me life. Forget about the mushrooms in Ardenweald. I may not even need ale anymore since I discovered Glimmerfly. It's the answer to life, the universe, and everything. I, I'm not sure I understand. Are you, are you eating these Glimmerflies or taking in some kind of powder from them or something? No, no, nothing like that. It's me feet, lad. When I use the Glimmerflies on strings, me feet don't touch the ground. I'm just floating above wherever I am. There's no sand in me boots, no aching arches, no cramped toes. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's great. Eamon, I'm so glad that it all worked out for both you and Kowalskos. So, are you going to stay in Half Hill for a while, or are you going right back to the mall? I'll be staying for a couple of weeks. But then it's back to the mall. I've heard rumors that there's a big offensive against the jailer being planned, and I want to be there for that. It'll certainly be nice to have you around for a while. I hope to get you back in the studio here real soon. Right then. Keep the home fires burning, lad. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Half Hill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Drop by us and see us sometime, won't you? And when you do, don't forget to ask Den Den for a cold, refreshing Storm Stout brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarans at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And make sure to tune in later for another hilarious episode of Bonnie and the Bear. She's a mild-mannered druid from Kulteris. He's a druid permanently stuck in bear form. And they're married. This week, Bonnie and the bear go for a motorcycle ride. Oh, bear. Bonnie and the bear. Sponsored by the Druids for the Ethical and Humane Treatment of Animals. See you next week, folks. And remember, make your own turnip.
The Half-Hill Report is a fan-created fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half-Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hill Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half-Hill Report or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com.